most people today are atheist materialists. And given the state of the world today, that pretty much means being a nihilist. And that's the ego's fallback position because uh, being atheistic, there is no source of meaning. Everything is random chance, mutation, right? The Darwinist approach. And, uh, and that applies in physics and in, in all of the so-called hard sciences. So that, that point of view offers no hope and considers even uh, the ideas we are uh, speaking of as, uh, as being impossible or fantasies, although people in that state have never actually explored their uh, inner consciousness. The second would be those who fall into the category of believing what they call the shrishti drishti vada uh, perspective. And uh, shrishti means world, and drishti means your vision or projections onto the world. And so th this shrishti drishti means you believe that the world exists first, and then you see what is actually there. Okay, so that you are not actually projecting except that you may have a paradigm or a frame of reference that uh, doesn't enable you to see all that is there or to see some of it in, in ways uh, which uh, may block uh, certain understandings. But basically, you're seeing the real world and it's, uh, it's a world outside of you that existed before you were born. Okay, that's, uh, th that's the place I would say most uh, beginning yogis uh, uh, stay in for a long time because it's so-called common sense. And until you can get out of that and develop your uncommon sense and give yourself permission to think outside of the box, you won't be able to get to the higher perspectives and uh, the third one that develops is called the drishti shrishti vada. Vada means a doctrine or, or a, uh, a point of view or perspective. So uh, this one is the opposite. The world is what you are projecting it to be. In other words, it's a dream field. And it, it's a field in which you will see only what you project. And your projections actually precede uh, there being anything there. It's the projections that function as a, a causal agency to produce the hallucinatory effect of uh, being in a world. So that's, that's the third one. Uh, and, and, but it also, it, it recognizes that... Um, or at least in some cases, you can recognize that every individual has their own projections and they're different. So in a way, each of us lives in a different world. Each, each ego is a bubble with its own projection of a world. But as soon as you accept that there are egos in the world, you're also saying that there is a world in which egos arise. And so it becomes a, a, an inconsistency. 
And then in the, in the way that's often resolved is through the next approach, which is often referred to as ekajivavada. I would rather call it ekajivatmavada, and, I, and I'll, I'll say why that is. Jiva means ego. And what ekajivavada is, is a belief in uh, what in Western terms is called solipsism. In other words, if this is my dream, then uh, in a dream, only the dreamer is real. Everyone else is just a character, and when I wake up, they don't really exist. There are no other egos except what I'm dreaming. So it really is all my projection, but there is still a me and a my. There is someone projecting it. So you still have the problem of the uh, ego uh, being the basis. And on what basis are you projecting all of that if not from the fact that you have also received projections, right? So that's the ekajiva vada. But if we shift it a little bit and make it the ekajivatma vada, then uh, it, it, you can... Uh, you can understand reality as a kind of intersubjective solipsism, okay? So in other words, I can recognize that uh, everyone is in their own dream, but there is still one dreamer. So imagine that there's a multiplex theater and you have uh, a bunch of screening rooms in a circular form around a central hub and that central hub has a multi-projector that projects a different film into each screening room. But there's one light that uh, is behind every film. So the one light projects all of these different movies. And you may be in one particular screening room or in one particular film, but it's the same light that is creating your world. And that light is carrying the information that is ultimately determining the nature of the films that you are watching. And that you are watching because you are also dreamed by that, uh, that supreme uh, light awareness intelligence that is dreaming uh, all of it. So if we combine that understanding with the uh, ajatavada, uh, then we can begin to have a more uh, a clear and complete uh, view. The problem with the Advaita Vedanta view of ajata is that uh, it leaves one in a quandary as to if no world ever got created uh, and, and there is only Shiva or Brahman, uh, then what is all of this world of suffering about? You know, uh, how did Maya get here? Uh, was it Brahman who, who, who decided to create this? And then you have all of those questions of theodicy, like how can God create a world uh, of suffering if God is good and all of that? And then you have uh, a difficulty in if you're a theist and still believing in, uh, in a supreme power that is not yourself. So 
you have to realize that you are the one light, but you have an ego that is projecting a particular story upon that, superimposing upon the, uh, the emanation of God consciousness, which if your film, your projections didn't interfere, would produce a, uh, a, a world of beauty, let's say, or a world that was clearly the divine mind of the God self and not a world existing in, in, in any separate away from God and, and God being yourself, not an other. So this is why uh, I have created that phrase, Ajata uh, Deva Lila, the theodrama, because the Ajata itself uh, leaves out meaning as an aspect of reality. But that then denies, uh, why do we have uh, consciousness, right? The ability to discern meaning and, uh, and to create meaning and to uh, discover the, uh, the symbolic values uh, and the wisdom that is embedded in the events of our, our lives from which we are able to grow if we take them in properly. So we are being raised uh, from an egoic level to be able to uh, appreciate the uh, infinite uh, beauty, majesty, brilliance of uh, God consciousness, and therefore to be motivated to want to realize that level of intelligence and artistic genius in our own uh, consciousness and not feel alienated from it. So uh, it is... Uh, I think important to, uh, to be able to unify these different concepts. However, it's also, I think, a very important exercise for you to recognize that in this concept of intersubjective solipsism, solipsism is still there at the ego level. Okay, It's not entirely there at the soul level because the soul has access uh, to that, that supreme being that, is, uh, that sees the self in all and, and doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't deny the, uh, the manifestation of all the various uh, modalities and archetypal forms and images in which uh, God can manifest or express that, uh, that beauty and intelligence. But... At, if you're at the ego level, if you still believe you are a person in a world and you see the world in a particular way, I think it's very important psychologically for you to recognize that you are in a solipsistic condition in the sense that all you are seeing is your own projections. You are not seeing reality as it is because reality as it is, isn't a world of a lot of people, some of whom you like and some of whom you may dislike and uh, some you may think are intelligent and others stupid and some you may think are pretty and others ugly, some you may think are whatever. You have judgments and, uh, and you do not see 
beings, uh, manifestations of that divine energy as they really are. And all you are seeing is your projections. And because you are in a, uh, a mechanism, a, a, uh, uh, an operating system that has repeating uh, algorithms that are preconceptions, uh, you will uh, repeat the same sorts of situations and feelings and, uh, and karmic glitches uh, in one form or another over and over again because it's these habitual patterns of projection that are causing them, not other people who usually get the blame for why things didn't work out, rather than taking responsibility for the fact that it's your dream. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Satyoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Satyoga Institute. Namaste.